as the purple shadows fall, may we find ourselves in a place charged with love. A sharp kind of love that dares face the future and challenges the rumours of power and fearfulness with freedom and truth unleashed with love set free. A love found in the one who has made all of light and invites us onto the path and the way of love that will set us free even as love is bound and broken for us. Let us gather, let us journey, let us worship. Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of New Kilpatrick Parish, and we have slipped into Lent, that season of contemplation and reflection, a costly season in many ways, as we reflect on the, the journey of love, each week becoming darker and more dangerous, moving faster with each story, especially in Holy Week. But today, we sit with a woman who gives her all at the temple treasury. But all is not as straightforward as it seems, but then it never is. Welcome to Lent. Welcome to worship. Loving God, as we gather together from wherever we are and create this unique space of worship, May we find the silence we need. The hope we long for. The forgiveness we seek. The renewal we crave. the compassion we do not deserve. Yet, in your grace, we trust you offer us your hope, forgiveness, renewal and compassion. And we can live again. We are reborn so may we hear again your love for us as we gather around stories and a saviour who seeks justice and compassion for each of us. And we find ourselves in that place of grace you offer each of us generously. Hear us as we share together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Today we explore the story of the widow's mite. Jesus has just cleansed the temple, talked about the religious authorities and how they have abandoned their, their true calling, wandering around in their fine robes. And it doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of good to say about the whole temple system. So here he is watching in the courts of women and he notices a, a widow put in two coins. He doesn't do anything, he just comments about how much she gives the temple treasury. We've often taken this as a wee moment to comment on how much we should give. But that, perhaps, is not actually what the story is about. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called the disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. My first memory of this story is way back when I was Sunday school aged and the minister of the church in which I grew up was giving the children's address, which I'm sure he loathed just as much as every other minister does. It's always a difficult part of the service. Anyway, he was telling a story and it was a story of a, a little girl who had two and a half pence in her pocket. And she asked her dad what she should give for her offering at Sunday school. And her dad, who so happened to be the treasurer, said, well, give what you want. It's up to you what you wish to give. You can choose. So she did. And when her dad was counting the offering, he counted up all the pounds, there were notes, and the 50 pences. This is just at the turn of decimalization, by the way. The, the 10 pences, the, the fives, the twos, the ones, and, and there he saw his daughter's half pence. And he was angry. And he spoke to her asking why she gave the half pence rather than the two pence, which she seems to have kept for herself. But I didn't keep it to myself, she said. I gave both the half pence and the two pence. I gave everything I had. Her father just didn't notice the two pence in amongst all the others. And the moral of the story? Well, what is the moral of the story? It's not as clear as perhaps we might imagine. We could take this wee story tucked in between the story of the cleansing of the temple on the one hand and words about the destruction of the temple on the other and isolate it 
and extract it from its context and create some moral about giving generously to the work of the kingdom. And many a church institution has done just that, using this seemingly simple wee story as the beginning of a stewardship campaign. This poor widow has given beyond her means. And throughout church history, this widow's giving has been held up as an example of how we should respond to the church. But when you read it in context, you can't help but hear Jesus' despair and sorrow in his voice rather than making her some kind of unsung heroine. Because this story is bigger than the widow giving her two coins. Because look at the context. In the chapter before, Jesus has cleansed the temple. From then until this story, he's taken on the powers of religion that keep the poor poor, extracting attacks from them in the name of God, but actually just simply resources the institution. And he is constantly in and out of the temple, commenting on it, arguing with it throughout this chapter. And when we find him again here in the court of the women, he's watching. And it's as if he's saying, see what I mean? He gives, he's trying to give a view of what the temple is doing to his disciples. It's as if he's saying, if you want to understand what was going on with the temple cleansing, Look at that widow, look what's happening to that widow, because the widow, who has always been a chief concern to God, throughout the, the Hebrew scriptures we hear time and time again, God's bias towards the widow and the orphan, all the way through Hebrew scriptures. God's bias towards them, and the temple should be giving to the widow. The temple should be looking after the least, yet it is extracting from her what little she has. It's working in the wrong direction, in the opposite direction, in the way it should be working. They have missed the whole point of being God's people and what God expects, the kind of society and religion that God desires. So is this our invitation to reimagine our relationships in society, to change the direction of our giving and be more kingdom-like, especially towards those who give so much in facing consequences of economic tightening and cost-of-living crisis or climate change. Change the direction so that society gives back more to the widow and to the orphan rather than what they give to the institution. Thank you, as always, for your invitation to be with you this morning in worship. We are now in Lent. We have a Lent booklet that we are offering. It's, you can download it from the, the website at nkchurch.org.uk, which offers just a, a small piece of text each day of Lent and a, a small thought um, that helps us reflect on that. Just, just create a moment of Lent every day throughout the next 40 days. And you can download that from the website or you can just simply um, read that extract on the, the website for each day. And if you just go to the Lent moment pages, you can, there's a link on the very front page of the website and you can take you through to that and, and have a moment of, of peace and reflection during Lent. 
we have other activities happening and all of that is listed in our bulletin which you can again download from the website or receive by email or by post etc so please do keep in contact with us or we will hopefully keep in contact with you and we'll meet somewhere online or face-to-face -face whenever. We have our midweek service, of course, at 11 o'clock every Wednesday and our worship in the evenings of a Sunday as well as the morning and all our other activities that try to bring together a, a community, a great space to be a community uh, and, and, and shape a new kind of community that's based on that widow. Um, but um, hopefully we grow into that over the next few um, weeks, especially as we think about Lent and, and let that shape us and reshape us. So let's gather these thoughts, these concerns for the world together in our prayers for others. Let us pray. Loving God, may you hold the world and bring it back to the fullness of life. May Syria and Turkey be your concern. May Ukraine and Russia be your work of peace. May Haiti and Somalia be your place of banquets. May all that is in crisis be renewed with your hope. May the abused and prejudiced be your priority for life. May those who are ill receive your generosity today. And what is your concern? May that become our concern too. This is our prayer, the way we live in relationship with each other. So be it. Amen. Go in peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>